0: welcome to this very special episode of ncp every episode is of course special but this is extra special because it's 163 no it's because it's xxl special <laughs> okay it's our it's our special ama episode yay i right, know this is uh it's an experiment we're gonna see how it goes I, i'm uh, what's the word i'm
1: Cautiously optimistic. I'm
0: cautiously optimistic. That's the <laughs> yeah. phrase. So uh, we'll, we'll see how we go with that. But uh, as always, my name is David. I'll be your host for this special AMA episode of NCP. And I have the crew, Crystal. Is that always your name? Is my name always? As, as always, your name is always David. It's always David. <laughs> okay. Better change
1: it on your passport.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Crystal. Hello. <laughs> and Bo.
2: Hey, I'm always Bo. Bo licious. Bo diddly.
0: Bodacious. <laughs> bodacious. I like that. We're going to stick with that one. Bodacious Bo. Yep, the
2: bodacious Bo. <laughs> that young, works. Young Bo. Yeah, Young Bo.
0: Um, so yeah, so for this episode, you are in control. It's basically if if uh, we, we put the call out for some uh, questions or basically content for this episode, you know, questions movies uh, things you wanted to just review you know movies books comics whatever you know discussion topics that sort of stuff and if we didn't get any responses there wasn't going to be an episode it was basically just going to be me rambling like an old man he's like oh we didn't get any responses but luckily i don't have to do that because we did get responses
1: <laughs> so if you don't like the show it's all your fault
2: <laughs> so would there would there have been no show or would it have been uh would it have been you complaining that there was no show yeah it would have
0: been, it would have been me complaining that, that there was no show
2: so, but you would have recorded that and posted that.
0: Yeah, so not a uh, not a very <laughs> in, interesting show. <laughs> but luckily, <laughs> luckily for you, for me, and for you, uh, we actually had uh, a pretty decent response. So we actually, we have a show. In fact, we have we had such a, a, a great response that I think this show is actually going to go a bit long. So I will uh, we'll have an intermission in the middle. I got a I got a uh, little mini electronic drum kit for my birthday. I might play that during the intermission.
1: You know, you know it's podcasts They can stop and have an intermission any time they want.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. It, 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 it will have an intermission where you can stop yeah. and go get a coffee. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Anyway, so uh, so so we're very thankful to uh, everyone who took the time to uh, throw us a question or suggestion. Um, this episode is for you. It's by you, for you. So awesome sauce. <laughs> throw awesome sauce in there, somewhere. not Gravy on top. With, yes. So for this episode, we received two review requests, uh, two movie reviews, and a bunch of questions. So what I'll do is actually, I'll have uh, a review, and then a bunch of questions, and then the second review, and then we'll finish up with some more questions. How's that? Does that work, yeah. everybody? Yeah. That works. Awesome. Sweet. So let's, uh, let's uh, this is going to be awesome. So let's uh, get it cracking with review number one. Now I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually ask permission for people for, to people use people's names. I'm just going to use their first name okay. to to let people know which ones they were. So, thanks to everybody. Uh, so review number one is from Katie, and she has asked for "We Are Still Here." Now, since I'm the only one who actually has seen "We Are Still Here," it'll be just me reviewing it. Okay, "We Are Still Here is a uh, very recent horror film uh, from 2015. Oh, it's like a horror thriller type film it has a a sort of a throwback to the the horror films of the 70s so it has a lot of you know very uh it has a lot of establishing shots in fact too many establishing shots of you know the countryside and the environment and that sort of stuff and it has quite a a slow build until you get to the actual you know it has like a slow slow build of sort of creepiness until you get to the the full-on explosion of horror at the end sort of stuff which i quite approved of i mean other than the ridiculous amount of establishing shots i mean there's like it takes them almost two minutes before we even get any dialogue it's because it's just people driving through your countryside and stuff so that didn't do it for me at all but i do i really i, I really appreciate the uh the, the 70s throwback and uh it's sort of like you know building up the suspense before you got to the you know the the uh at, to the end and then uh quite cool when the end eventually then comes like the, the big reveal of of that's not really as well. Basically, the story is a haunted house story. So, but the, the big reveal is the is the ghosts at the end, um, and uh, they're awesome. They are absolutely brilliant. You can see where the where the budget of this film has gone, because um, there is not a lot of sets. It's basically the house itself. Uh, the countryside is is almost a, is a character of its own, and uh, there is a, a scene in a, a steakhouse or a, a rib a rib joint, or whatever the hell the place is called, um, and uh, which unfortunately was not outback. Outback steakhouse I was, very, I was disappointed by that but it was something similar to that um and uh which funnily enough uh the bar lady in that in that steakhouse uh so the owner is um leah dr leah brahms from star trek the next generation so the one that geordie falls in love with so, yeah well, yeah there's been a bit of bit of trek trek uh, we have got to insert some trek into every every episode um anyway so yeah so it's, it is a uh, a horror story um uh a haunted house story pardon me uh, it stars uh, Barbara Campton as Anne and Andrew as Paul, and uh, they've just lost their son uh, in a car crash, and so they've come to, um, so they've come to New Hampshire to, uh, um, to sort of you know to get through the grieving process and uh, and you know move on and that sort of stuff. But Barbara is uh, is is quite distraught, as you would be with the loss of your child, and uh, basically just can't let it go. And not only that, when she comes to the house. She seems to think this is like their holiday house or something. She seems to think that their son is that his presence is still around, and uh, it basically makes it harder for her to let go. Um, so she calls in uh, the help of her friend uh, May, and who played by Lisa Marie, and her husband Jacob, uh, played by Larry Fessenden. Who uh, Larry Fessenden, if I do if I do recall correctly, was actually the the man behind. A horror film studio. I should have looked that up before I started talking, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he is like a producer of uh, horror films and stuff like that. And he's bloody awesome. He basically steals the show. He's essentially... he's If he, you can sort of picture Jack Nicholson from The Shining, he's basically that guy, but nicer. Because <laughs> he's like stoned. He's a stoner. So he's basically Jack Torrance as a stoner.
1: Here's Johnny, man.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He should have said that, why did he
1: not say
0: that? <laughs> well anyway so that would have been genius, uh yeah, so it's really cool, so he steals the show, so at least so may and jacob um they're, they're you know hippies, you know, new age spiritualists, and they um they do believe they believe in that sort of stuff uh Anne's husband Paul doesn't believe any of that sort of stuff, but they really really do, and they the minute they enter the house, they sense the presences they're like, well, actually, you know, we don't think it's actually your son. Uh, we think it's actually something else pretending to be your son, and hijinks ensue from there. So I don't want to give too much more away. I mean, uh, it's it. Uh, I do recommend seeing it. It's it, there is a there is a couple of things that I I probably would have done a bit a bit differently. Like I mean, as as awesome as the ghosts are, and they are brilliant. I mean, the special effects for the ghosts are magnificent. Um, it's I would have like preferred like a little bit more backstory. Like a a, mis- a mysterious couple show up and. Uh, and basically creep out, <laughs> Anne and Paul, and and then later it turns out that the, that this couple is actually quite important, and and uh, there's you know it's, it's it's not only is it a haunted house, it's basically a haunted town, like the entire town is involved in, in a very Stephen Kingish sort of way, um, and but other than that, there's very little backstory given. And I just I would have I would have liked to uh, a bit more of the lore behind why the ghosts are doing what they're doing. Like it's perfectly understandable in terms of the story. But I just, you know, just because I thought that was so cool, I would have liked a bit more. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and just, and like I said at the start, there's just far too many established shots. I mean, there's, like, yes, we understand you're in the snow, <laughs> it's a quiet town, you don't have to have 50 shots to establish light, just one or two is perfectly fine.
1: Fargo.
0: It's very Fargo. <laughs> but Fargo, see, that's the difference. See, Fargo does it well. Fargo does it so much better, so they should have just basically looked at that. Um, but yeah, they are actually, they're in the same sort of sort of general area as Fargo, so... Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I quite enjoyed it. I do thank uh, Katie for the recommendation, and uh, highly recommend that you check it out. That's uh, we are still here. Rating, Uh three point five. Well, that's it. that's it for the review. Let's move on to the questions. All right, There's a bit to
1: all been waiting for.
0: All right, this is uh, so. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll mention the person who asked the question, uh, and then the actual is question. Is that bird in your house? That bird's outside the backyard. It is very close to the window.
2: It's <laughs> <He's> so loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we live. We live in a suburb that's. We, we it's live very in a suburb in, in a suburb of Melbourne, and yeah, it's, it's basically the outskirts of the bush. Yeah. it's like yeah. living in the bush yeah. without actually being in. The yeah, bush. it's about as it's it's kind of the midway point between, you know, the urban sprawl and then the Australian countryside. So, you yeah, know, we get stuff like kookaburras and yep. stuff like that, which is. Pretty cool. Yes. I do love kookaburras. I
1: sit in the gumption. For
0: our international audience who may not be aware, kookaburras are a, are a bird, and they have a very distinct sort of hyena-type laugh.
1: I'd be shocked if no one knew what a kookaburra was.
0: You'd be surprised.
2: I, I had no idea. Yeah, oh, so really? <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> um, yeah, so they are eat. native to Australia, and uh, and luckily they're not one of the uh, 50 other creatures that are trying to kill us on a daily basis. So.
2: Yeah, I heard there's some new snake they discovered there that's like venomous of course
0: aren't they all <laughs> this is yeah, australia everything here is venomous. All.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're all venomous in australia everything's um, yeah theme. i heard there they go. discovered some new one some new scary snake yeah it doesn't surprise me all the more reason to never go listen i don't go in my garage <laughs> uh, if i see a snake in there i'm not going to australia
0: you know <laughs> dude you are coming to australia we're, we're gonna make it happen <laughs>
1: i've only seen one snake in our backyard and all the time we've lived here
0: that's true, and it wasn't even in our backyard.
1: Well, it was, then it went into the... Yeah, it was
0: kind of semi-in our backyard. Yeah. It was under the fence. It, went under <laughs> the it was fence. on the fence. It was in the and garden. It, went it went come in the our backyard the not? Oh, gee, comedy gold. <laughs> All right, so onto to the questions. Uh, sorry about uh, sort of divergence we'll there. Um, so, yeah, so what we're going to do with the questions is uh, we're going to, you know, either short or long answers. I'm cool with it, crew. so whatever you decide to go with it's it's fine with me and uh, where
1: the spirit takes
0: you whatever the, yes exactly i'm gonna stop repeating <laughs> everything you say um and, i don't know it's a weird you, you habit
1: wonder why the show's so long
0: yeah if we cut out all the bits of me repeating <laughs> everything you say the show would only go for 20 minutes <laughs> all right so let's go with the questions i'm very excited this is very very cool question number one is from black sword if you could rewrite the ending of any movie which one would it be and what would you change
1: Well, this is this is this would be controversial because you would I would be hunted down by all the nerds. (laughs) But I think I might change the ending of Return of the King. I know it's I know in the books that it still has the same amount of endings. Like there's about three different endings in the books. Yeah. But in the movies, you're sitting in the theater and it's just. Oh my god! Yeah, I loved it. I I would give it five out of five. But it's like, and the movie already, <laughs> so I would maybe narrow that down just to the one ending. But
0: which one would yeah. it be though? Because each each ending is is important. I would um, see. So would you cut the bit uh-huh. when they go to the fields? So they go on go on the boat. You
1: definitely have um, Frodo and Sam destroying the ring and getting rescued. Well, yes. And then maybe a brief visit back th- back through um, the Shire. Right on their way to the Grey Havens.
2: Yeah, okay, I I think so. Okay. When I, I, when I, I love that movie, but whenever I saw it in the theaters, that was what I thought too. It was just like mm-hmm. when is this thing like it's ended like eight times now.
0: So you wouldn't have Pippin and, and Mary with Aragorn saying their goodbyes like King I think Aragorn. that they should
2: all say their goodbyes while they're together while they're together. Yeah. Yep. And then they go back to the Shire and they do like one last hurrah for the people that live in the Shire and then credits. Yeah, big or you know what they can, the they
1: can
3: do? They can make it like
2: one of those, one of those, uh, you know, eighties movies where they just during the credits they show steals of everybody and they say what happened to them, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like eighties comedy style.
2: Yeah, they just they have stills of everybody and they give you the little brief history of what happens after yeah. the after the movie ended. Yeah, I'm very thankful they didn't uh, do that.
1: I like that style. I also like the uh, the eighties scene of the credits where they have the bloopers popping up in between. Yeah. The
0: that would be a whole different film. All right, so, uh, about
2: yours? Uh, Well, I went through, so I looked up um, movies that, you know, like top ten movies that have bad endings. Right. And I actually actually didn't pick any of those, but I wanted to mention that the movie Signs is in all of these lists. (laughs) Um, And whenever I read the question in the email, the first thing that popped in my head was, was uh signs and i don't know how to fix it so i don't think it's my it's not my answer to the question because i don't know what makes the ending any any different it's just it, i guess it just really was a case of just being a bad movie, movie not necessarily a bad ending um the only way to really fix signs is to not make it
0: is it yeah movie? it's, it's
2: you know it's not yeah. all terrible there's no good well, pars- that's
0: true that's a good point it actually starts off quite well
2: yeah, it's it's and that's that's the problem with but you'd have to change more than just the ending. So that's no. not the end.
0: Well you have to the, the main thing would be take away the thing that they're scared of water. Why do you yeah. come why do you come to a planet that is 80 percent water? Yeah, yeah. No, does not make any sense. There's only
2: yeah. like you
0: know, micro percent water.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, the water thing is dumb. Um it is dumb. And also the Dark Knight Rises. I was thinking, I wonder if the ending would have made that movie any better. Yeah. Um and I think that... A better ending probably would have made it better, but it's still not a very good movie. So that's not my choice either. <laughs> um, I landed on Ender's Game, uh, the movie. Yeah, and the reason why I landed on Ender's Game is because I wish the ending of the movie it was similar, but it wasn't the same as the ending of the book. And I feel like the book gave a way better ending than the movie did. The movie kind of like wraps the, you know, wraps the ending of the of the book up in like this. And and to me the ending of the book is what made the book for me. Like I, I was kind of on the fence read I know I read an entire book and was on the fence about it until the very end. But I was on the fence about it and then at the end it all came together perfectly and had a nice bow and you know, you know, just tied off perfectly. And I feel like the movie the movie like diminished that a lot by not going with the exact same ending. I mean it's a really similar ending, but it's definitely you know, like they only did the game once, you know. They only showed Ender playing the actual like you know video game thing once, yeah. And and so it, it it didn't really like tie into the ending that well, you know. in in the movie, he he just goes to this place that resembles a castle that was in one of his dreams, and 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 sees the alien there. Like it's not like, I mean, honestly, that's kind of philosoph- like not philosophically. But that's essentially different than than the way it was in the book, you know. Um, and, and I think it would have been... So I'm not really changing the ending, of the ending of the book, per se, but as if I were making the movie, I would have kept the ending of the movie closer to the original ending in the in the book.
0: Right, yeah. I agree. The ending of that book is the best part of the book. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I actually, quite, I actually thought the, the end of the film was the best part about it. I've not seen the film. I mean, I do like the fact that it's compressed. I mean, I didn't like the book enough to actually want to see the milk film, but... yeah. But I do, but I do appreciate everything Boj said. It all makes, yep, I, I, yeah, it all makes sense.
2: I think, and, and what's odd is that the they left in so many like little scenes yeah. that make you feel like it's staying true to the book, but really, kind of the big picture was, wasn't you know the same as the book. It's is kind of a weird uh a weird tactic they used there where they got little details but then left out big details. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um, well, that's, I mean, that's, I'm I'm glad you guys uh, come up with stuff, because I actually, I actually couldn't, this was the only question out of this list that I couldn't answer. I yeah. actually kind of can't answer it, because I, I struggled with it, because part of it was, well, do I change, am I changing the ending because the ending was just total rubbish, and I thought I could do a better job, um, and sort of make it a better film, or am I changing the ending because it's so cool, that I you know I don't want the film to stop, so <laughs> I want to chase the end, <laughs> so that it it creates a, se- a you know it demands a sequel of some kind or something like that. You know I I really I really really struggle with it. I do I do agree with the signs thing. I do agree with the Dark Knights thing. Um, I thought I mean just I mean funnily enough I thought Hancock because <laughs> you, you know, changed the whole second half of the film. Though. Well that's true that's a good point. <laughs> um, so yeah I, I don't know I, I just I couldn't I couldn't come up with a single film that I would just that I. I demand the specific ending change.
1: I did think about the accidental tourist just because the ending is completely opposite to the ending of the book.
0: Yeah. It's it's an I, excellent it's know, an excellent question and I just I can't answer it. There's too many. I got you, seriously, I got I'd have like a hundred. Too
2: many Yeah. That's the thing is like this I come across this all the time where I leave a movie theater and I think, oh I would have done it so differently. But whenever I'm I'm asked to sit down and, and come up with one, like I can't I could not think of one for the life of me. But I feel like I do this all the time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So that's an example of how good this question is. It's uh, it got Yeah, us, you
2: definitely it, can relate to it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Got us all thinking. Cool. A- the uh, next question was also from Black Sword. Which celebrity would betray you if there was a TV miniseries or film about NCP? Did you say portray no. or betray? Portray. Portray. portray.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like Brad Pitt would just stab me in the back, <laughs> betray me. <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen for sure.
0: Oh, that's an
2: awesome <laughs> one.
0: <word. laughs> Seth Rogen, that's that's so good that it actually steals mine now. God damn it, that's actually perfect. That's a perfect fit for both. Yeah,
2: I I have a funny story too. I was at work one time, and this guy who was. Obviously, like stoned out of his mind, I had to come up to. I had to go at the one that registers to like fix something, and he was waiting on me to fix it while he was ringing out. And he stops and he goes, "Whoa, whoa!" For a second there, I thought you were that guy in the movie, and I was, and for some reason, I automatically knew he was talking about Seth Rogen, and I was like, "Seth Rogen?" And he was like, "Yeah, that's the guy," and I was like. Do you think I look like the guy? Or did you, like, literally think that guy, like, worked at a retail store? Like, in between movies, he just works here and fixes registers. Just <laughs> <I love this laughs> research.
0: And that, that is the kind of response that Seth Rogen would have had. <laughs> it perfectly fits. That's gold. All right, Crystal. Well...
1: The first thing that came to my mind, first thing, sorry, the first person that came to my mind was Pamela Rabe, because somebody who comes into my work actually once told me that I remind him strongly of her. But I've looked her up, and she's significantly older than me. Who is she? She's uh, She's originally from Canada, but I think she does a lot of Australian movies. You have to Google her. <laughs> okay. Then Pam- I- that's Pamela Rabe. Rabe. R-A-B-E. Then I thought Tamsin Grieg, or Grieg from Black Books right because she's quite funny okay but then I dismissed that because she's also older than me then I thought David Williams just because just for the loves because that'd be hilarious get him in a (laughs) skirt and have him play me but then I thought if it's an NCP movie David (laughs) would have the final say over everything so I decided on Sarah Michelle Gellar
0: Sarah Michelle (laughs) Gellar yeah that's, that's pretty good. we're probably of an age that's, that pretty that work. that's pretty good that's pretty
1: good i knew in veto David williams <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah well I, I also had multiples i couldn't really quite decide It sort of depended on on sort of what's sort of the the format of the biography the sort of movie was so um i did think nicholas brendan um from buffy but Hopefully not, because that guy's a train wreck. Yeah, now, what's going I was on there? Say he's
2: always in jail for
0: DUI. <laughs> he just got arrested again yesterday. It's like Nicholas. We're what are you, doing, what right. are you doing? What are you doing?
1: because it's you, and he, you're just framing
0: him. So, but I sort of, I sort of, I, I finished on, um, Toby McGuire. Oh yeah, that would Yeah, uh-huh. I think that would work. Yep. Yeah, I had, I had others, I had alternates, but uh, yeah, I think Toby McGuire's <laughs> the one. <laughs>
2: I want to like like I don't look like Streth Rogan, but I can no. see we're the same type. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the heavy set glasses. We don't usually have. We're not clean shaven, but not full bearded. You know, I'm not Zach Galifianakis or anything like that. Um, yeah, so I'm like the same type. Yeah. You know? Can yeah. we go back in
1: time? Yeah. Then then um, a
0: young William Shatner, for Bow. Young William yes. Shatner for Bow is spot on. That is spot on, dude. <laughs> See, Bo's easy. Why is Bo so easy? We're very generic. Um, all right. So the other one is uh, also from Black Sword. If you had a drink named after you, what would it be called, and what would the ingredients be in it?
1: Well, if it was named after me, wouldn't it be called
0: Crystal? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that does make sense, but but sort of like you know the the, the Crystal Bomb or you know. <laughs> the, crystal, the, the crystal cave or crystal delicious or I don't know whatever
1: crystal entity <laughs>
0: crystal entity I don't know it just
1: makes us. <laughs> I do have the ingredients for it though
0: you got the ingredients alright hear me.
1: it would have to be tea tea so it would be black tea and I'll make it iced because I'm assuming it means an alcoholic yeah, cocktail
0: I assume that as well
1: so with um, apple juice in it and you could have it either virgin or not so if you're having it virgin just black tea with apple juice and ice and if you if you uh, wanted to get a bit risque you had a shot of vodka you put
0: a lot of thought into that,
1: but not not so much vodka that you can actually taste it because then I won't drink.
0: It. So iced black tea with apple juice and vodka—that uh, uh, already uh, exists, isn't and, that an and, apple? And, and apple ties or You could call it
1: an apple teeny.
0: Apple teeny. I'm sure that already exists, <laughs> but I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's, there, don't is there is an apple. There is an apple teeny, but I don't yeah. think it's made with tea. Oh yeah, yeah right. I like tea- it. So yours
0: is apple teeny, All right. yes yeah,
1: and it's spelled apple. Yep. Yeah. T T E A. You
0: put so much thought into this. I feel bad. Yeah. Um, is it, it, this is a uh, copyright. TM copyright. Apple mm-hmm. Tini. <laughs> Bo have you got one.
2: <laughs> Mine would be something, probably something coffee, coffee flavored, uh, but with high alcohol uh, content. What would be the twist? What would be the twist that made it that made it the bow? It had to be called the bodacious something. <laughs>
0: yeah, for <laughs> sure.
2: It would be the bodacious bean, and it would be a coffee flavored, coffee flavored beer. I'm more of a beer drinker than I am like a. See that a mixed
0: that, that works. A coffee flavored beer. They so put coffee beans yeah. in with the hops. Yeah, I'm sure because because you, you get drinks like, uh, uh, porters. Porters are sort of like chocolatey, caramelly type
2: beers. So you yeah. can do a
0: coffee one for sure. So yeah, surely.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it does. Oh be- yeah, I, I got a coffee beer in the studio. They,
0: they exist there you go coffee beer all right so bodacious bean the
2: bodacious coffee, bean coffee yeah. beer all right um this
0: is, this is another one I, I found this kind of hard as well because my two favorite drinks uh well my, my the only alcoholic drink that i actually don't mind is bailey's um and you're an man. my favorite non-alcoholic drink is watermelon juice you can't mix. and those. you can't mix that that just doesn't work <laughs> No. <laughs> um so, uh, so That's called I,
1: vomit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're so right. Um so I sort of I I also see truthfully enough, I also went sort of a tea ish type route. Um and so I, mine was also black tea but with watermelon juice. And I thought just for a mix a bit of whiskey. But then I realised that would taste terrible. Yeah, probably would. So I just stuck with <laughs> Bailey's Bailey's on ice with some chocolate milk. <laughs> Bailey's chocolate milk and ice. <laughs> okay. And it's called Waldalicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, dear. Uh, well, that probably explains why I'm not a bartender. Uh, and last but not least from Black Sword, we've got... If you could drive any car from film, TV or video games, which one would it be and why?
2: Well, oh I, man! I mean, we can't all pick the Delorean. No.
0: Well, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm picking. That, 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 that was easy
1: for me. I, it was actually, it was a toss-up between Kit or Herbie, both because they drive themselves. Yeah. I yeah. like, I love the look of Herbie. I think he's so cute, but um, I'm not sure how reliable he'd be because he, he just does his own thing. He's just zip it
0: around all over the place.
1: So I, I'm going with Kit because he'd be a bit more reliable.
2: Yeah. Kit, Kit
0: is an excellent choice.
2: Bo? Mine would be the big furry dog van from Dumb and Dumber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm loving these responses. Um, well, mine's boring, obviously. Mine might obviously be the door. And, um, mine,
2: but, mine really would be, yeah. Yeah, but
0: I'd, I'd also go Kit. Kit's a, a fair choice.
2: I... Yeah, I, I think I would pick the DeLorean. In actuality, would be would be that just yeah. because uh, it's a time machine as well as it's as close as you can get to the TARDIS. Yeah. The, if if the question had been what vehicle, I would have I would have said the TARDIS.
0: No, it's, it's, it's a car. So my third option would be um, the motorcycle from the cartoon Mask that turns into a helicopter. The motorcycle <laughs> helicopter. Speed racer. It was life. awesome. Nah, Mach five, terrible. Uh, so, yes, that's, uh, that's the last one from Black Swords. So, thanks, man. That was uh, very, very cool. Uh, let's move on to Jack. And he's asking, Can Hollywood come up with new heroes and villains? What would we like to see? What has been tried and, and has either been successful or failed miserably? Well, that's actually multiple questions. <laughs> right, so, let's start from the start. Can Hollywood come up with new heroes and villains? Have, and have they have they actually done it?
1: Yes, they can. But they then they've got to get them to the studios who are they willing to take a risk on something new or are they going to bank on something old that they know that's going to make them dollars
0: yeah yeah that's that's pretty much it exactly yeah. they, when they have well, clearly done it before I mean, like i mean you know stuff like Condor man and
2: <laughs> the incredibles and, uh, you know, and like, the
0: incredibles and well, the incredibles are just a rip off of, of the fantastic four let's be honest um
2: they are but I a mean, movie in the same yeah. way that you know. DC and Marvel ripped each other off all through those years. I mean, you could you could yeah. parallel so many heroes.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, that's true. Yes, yeah, so, I mean yes, I mean yes, it can be done. I mean, even, but maybe that's I mean, part even, even of the people... question.
2: Maybe what? it's one of those things where it's like every type of story's been told. You know, maybe the question kind of like goes to that: like, um, can they really? You know, like, can they really come up with a superhero? And he didn't necessarily say super, but can they really come up with a hero? it is not in any way similar to previously told stories of heroes and and i think that's probably we've probably told them all honestly i mean there's only way new ways to put different spins and takes on on it doesn't yeah.
1: necessarily have to be a whole new superhero just uh, it doesn't just not rebooting the same old ones
0: yeah i mean that, that's a good point
1: put a new concept on an old old story or something maybe yeah.
0: Yeah, like, well, what about well I'm with Bo. Is just, I mean, they've, I mean, they've, they they've told just about every story. So it's going to be pretty hard to come up with a new hero villain, you know, whether it be superhero or not. I mean, like, like Bo, he doesn't specify that. Um, but so I'm, so I'm with that totally. And I, but I'm also with the, I mean, it's just, I'm just tired of the reboots and stuff. I mean, maybe get some, some new. Some of the other heroes in there. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm so excited for Black Panther. Yeah. I'm so excited for Captain Marvel. I'm so excited for Shazam. You know, I mean, just or get some people that we don't actually we haven't seen. We've seen how many Spider-Man films do we need to have
1: or if you are going to do a reboot, stay away from the origin story. Yeah, just make yeah. do another story further down in their timeline.
0: Well, you can understand why they do the origin story. I mean, it's, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because you've got a new generation that may or may not know the origin. It
1: does, but they're not idiots. They can figure it out. Yeah, it, or you can allude to it during an, like a like a whole story about something else. It doesn't have to be always how they started.
0: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I no, I, I do disagree with that. I think I think having the origin story is important as long as it's not drawn out like it depends on how you do it yeah
1: that's what i'm saying that they, but the whole film tends to be the the origin story and then you yeah. boot it again
0: and it's the origin story all over again yeah if it's just if they it's just start, a, a couple of minutes at the start of the film then that's fine
2: yeah we should start a tradition of just like a prologue before the title sequence you know what yeah. I mean? yeah
0: actually as as um retro who's also on, on the alternate episodes and like and come up with the the perfect spider-man intro was uh, was james bond style so, he's, you know, their tendency to have so many villains and I mean, the, the reason Spider-Man 3 fails, one of the reasons Spider-Man 3 fails is because it's just too many villains. I mean, I would have had, we, we would have had someone like Sandman just happen at the start. Like, Sandman shows up, Spidey shows up, they beat each other up, he gets captured, bang, credits roll, never see Sandman again. I mean, that, I, I think that would work. Yeah. And that could work for anybody, Batman and yeah, well, like that.
1: Superman comes from Krypton,
0: that's all you need to know. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> Move on, yeah, you, you tell, you're right. Um... And I guess his question: What has been tried and either been successful or failed miserably? I kind of covered that, really. Um... Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got stuff like um, "All Superheroes Must Die," and um,
1: kick ass,
0: kick ass. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So there. I mean, there. Well, there non, you know, non Marvel DC type titles, and, and, and uh, what's that other one about that that dude who thinks he's a superhero but he actually has no powers and just
2: runs around? Is that the the one with the where he hits people with a wrench? Yeah. I think it's called wrench. No, it's not <laughs> it's like no. weird it's, name like
0: that. Yeah, it's got kind of, kind of, kind of some, some name like that, but it's not, I, don't, I don't think it's called wrench. But, but anyway, so it's, I mean, they, so they do, they do give it a shot. Hancock, um, yeah, Hancock, exactly. Which succeeded halfway, half of the movie, and failed for the other half. So that fits both criteria. <laughs> it fits both, yeah. So do they do they do, they do the successful? way? well, they we're not. Well, let's face it, they're nowhere near as successful as you know the sort of mainstream type movies. Uh, but I don't think they automatically fail it really depends on the film although all superheroes must die is awful avoid uh but you know there's others yeah kick-ass was, was quite successful
1: i didn't like it
0: but it was still successful
1: yeah but it's, it's, it's not anywhere near successful as a superman <laughs> so you can? the other part to that was what would you like to see yeah i'd like to see a totally new blockbuster film Um, that's so successful that in 20 years time they'll want to remake it and all the youth of today will be up in arms because it's not the same as what it was when they were kids
0: (laughs) I like it good way to end on that one Uh, next question is from Katie what is the most stupidest thing you have witnessed someone do or say well
1: well Tony Abbott knighting Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty stupid. <laughs> I actually found this quite hard because I witness stupid things on a daily basis, and, and often I'll think that's the stupidest thing I ever saw, but then I've, I can't really think of it. But can I say the bravest thing I've ever saw seen?
0: Okay.
1: We were, David and I were out, I can't remember where, but we were standing on a train station platform about 10 o'clock at night. And there was somebody sitting in a wheelchair, the brakes failed, went over the edge oh, of the platform, gosh. onto the track, and without a second passing by, about 15 people jumped onto the track without even looking for an oncoming train to get this person off the track. Mm. She said the stupidest thing I ever saw, but that was just, I can't, I'm thinking like... It's one of the most awesomest things I've ever seen so that popped into my brain.
0: Okay, well we'll include that into the questions. But the question was the stupidest. The stupidest thing. thing. Um, but but also the bravest thing.
1: And, and I've got the weirdest thing, which maybe not the stupidest thing.
0: Okay.
1: Um, when we were in New York having um, dinner in a diner on uh, Second Avenue, there was a it was it was. Starting to rain, and it was getting dark, there was a man running down a street wearing what looked like a lady's satin nighty, but only come down to his belly button, and he had no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just running and looking around, and and nobody was battering at all. It was, right. yeah,
0: that's, that's okay. well, now we know we're in New York. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's stupid or
0: weird, or <laughs> both. <laughs> it's pretty stupid.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that subway thing, I've always wondered what would happen if... The- if that happened. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> so, bro, have you got the uh, stupid and all brave?
2: You know, the stupidest thing, the stupidest thing, I, I can't think of anything specific. Well, I can, not uh, you know, you see stupid stuff on Facebook all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 man, there's no way I can even, like, the, the one that pops into my head is I saw someone posted a picture. This was a picture of a math problem. It was not even a complicated... It wasn't even complicated math problem, hmm. and it was like post the answer, and everybody's posting all these different answers and it was uh it was a uh you know please please excuse my dear aunt Sally, what do they call that where you have to do it in that order
3: yeah,
2: it was one of those math problems, and people were posting the wrong answers and and some dude in the chat in the in the comments was like, Well, it depends on when you went to school because when I went to school, you were told to do it from left to right. And then nowadays they teach them to do it in a certain order based on parentheses, and and like I'm like, I didn't put this in the comments, but like I'm like, no, like that's not how math works. Like you're a fucking <laughs> moron. Like <laughs> there's one answer to every math problem, and if you have a different answer, then you're wrong. And I, I get like if this was like some kind of quantum physics or some kind of weird you know, problem that was posted, but it was like literally like fifth grade remedial math and like like these people are arguing over which answer is right and I was like this is like the dumbest the dumbest possible thing that I think I could have seen. Um and just stuff like that on Facebook that people post. People people are just complete idiots on there and and I think that there I think that there's a certain you know, I don't know if it's a generational thing or if it's just a certain like uh you know, there's just some people that just don't understand sort of the etiquette of the Internet. And people can look really, really freaking stupid on uh, on Facebook.
1: I agree. It's like, I know a lot of people who actually don't think before they speak and just spew out nonsense. But surely, if you're going to the effort to type this in onto the Internet, surely you could have like a second to think about it before you just throw any on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah yeah. Like my favorite uh, no. are the ones oh. on on uh 9gag when they do 9gag. It's usually it's usually a a picture and it's got text on it. Yeah. So it's just, you know yeah. it's, it's the joke is the text. And the amount of times that there's a spelling or gr- uh, grammatical error. Yeah. It just yeah. it just makes me want to pull my hair out. It's like if you've taken the time to make this image, like this is permanent now. Yeah. I mean, make sure you spell it right.
2: Spell check people. <laughs> spell check. No, yeah, no. They they throw it together
0: like oh my gosh! <laughs> um, well, working it, it, working okay. uh, my my stupid one uh, working in retail, and I'm sure Bo can relate. Uh, and also, you know, Crystal with her job, we um we see a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't work in retail now, uh, thank God. And uh, I, but uh, back in the day, I worked in retail, and um, I worked at uh, EB Games, as been mentioned before. Anyway, so um, at EB Games, uh, I don't know if they do it now, but back in the day, they used to sell um a like an, an add-on warranty an additional warranty for uh your consoles um which is
1: ridiculous and i'm not going to go into the legalities why
0: yeah um <laughs> anyway, so it was an, it was an extra charge and and yeah as, as crystal pointed out it's in australia that's actually kind of pointless but anyway but <laughs> but anyway this lady uh she had bought her playstation 2 and and uh and she bought her extended warranty type stuff and then her house got robbed unfortunately which is you know it's a shame. Um, and she came in asking for a new playstation uh, based on the extended warranty thing and and we had to explain it's like no, you don't you, the warranty doesn't mention anything about getting a new PlayStation. It's if not it gets insurance. stolen. it's it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's if if it breaks or it's faulty in some way, then you get a replacement, but not if it gets stolen and and she wasn't having a bar of that, and then uh, you know it a typical cause in a scene and all that sort of stuff, and you eventually calmed it down and that's that's by no means the stupidest thing ever but as she was then, after she eventually was was leaving the store, she turned around and said, um, "How do how do I know that you got you didn't rob me?" <laughs> and 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 I'm like, "What?" <laughs> she goes, "Well, when you get that when you get the extended warranty, you put your name and address uh, details on the form, right?" And I was like, "And I had the form, her, like the copy of her form in front." of me. I was like, "Well, yeah." She goes, "How do I know that you this isn't like some sort of scam, like Eb?" like gets people's names and addresses and then like you know a then, then rubs, PlayStation rubs the stuff back.
1: <laughs> they've got a band of thieves, ninja.
0: It was like yeah, it was like a team of thieves that they've, they've got employed and anyway, so that was just I mean it was so ridiculous that I just started laughing and and, and thankfully like everybody else in the store who was watching the show um also started laughing and she eventually just walked out. So I mean I do I do I did I did kind of feel bad for her <laughs> but but god damn that was a stupid thing to say. But, uh, no, yeah. I've
2: had those, man. And <laughs> speaking of working in retail, you hear a lot of stuff like that. Like, yeah. uh, I, I, I can think of someone wanting to know, um, you know, sometimes work in retail, you get backed into a corner where you're <laughs> explaining something to somebody and you really are like at the end of like you, you. So, you know, you take something that may be, you know, somewhat complicated and you kind of dumb it down to the next level and then. And then if they don't get that, you, you lower it to the next level, you know, but eventually you get to the bottom of the, of the ladder where you're just like, there's no longer any way for me to explain this to you without you feeling stupid. Like, like, I don't know how else to, you know, like, and I've even told customers, like, I, I really am out of options on how to better explain this situation to you. (laughs) Like, Like, we've reached the end of it. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, you know, like that's. That's definitely happened to me on numerous occasions uh, with things like this lady, you know, wanting to know why her stolen her stolen product wasn't covered under that, that sort of thing. Definitely happens all, all the time. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: see. I was training somebody one. This is a different job, but I was training somebody one time, and uh, it was me and another guy. And he asked the other guy that was with me. His name was Tremaine. Me and Tremaine are training this guy. I don't remember his name. He asked Tremaine. He's like. Um, if I have to sneeze, what is the proper protocol for sneezing? And then, and I looked at Tremaine like I, I want to wait and see what this guy says. And uh, Tremaine, he came up with something. He was like, "Oh, well, what we do is we we cup our our we cup our right shoulder." And <laughs> he's like, "We cup our right shoulder and sneeze into the right shoulder." And then the guy was like, "Oh, okay, I, I'll uh, I'll practice that." And then. <laughs> And then when the guy walked away, I just looked at Tremaine. I was like, "I can't believe you can't, You had like an official ruling on that. Like, like was that in the handbook? And I didn't read that section." <laughs> That's
0: brilliant. Oh jeez. All right. Uh, next question is from Mel. Okay. And she has asked. Well, it could have been a he or a she, but I happen to know that it's a she. Uh, what have you learnt since you started the podcast? Yeah, that's an incredibly broad question because I've learned yeah, quite a lot of things over the years. Question. But I, I guess, in general, in terms of what have I learned since starting the podcast, uh, I've learned that despite what I thought, I'm not actually always right. <laughs> uh, what? I, I
2: don't know. You're still
0: working on that one, David. Yeah, I'm still working on it. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm still. I, I used to. I used to think I was right 100 percent of the time. Now I'm thinking it's around maybe. Yeah, like 97, 90. 97%, I feel so disillusioned. <laughs> but other than that, what have I learned? I've learned that uh, editing was not as easy as I thought. Uh, I've learned that I have zero Photoshop skills. Um, yeah, and that and I get, and that podcasting is a lot more effort than I thought it was going to be. Uh, in terms of the positives, what have I learned? What have I learned? I've learned that Bo is awesome. Because we met through the podcast, um, I've learnt that uh, podcasting is a lot of fun. Um, I've learnt that I've learned I've learnt, you know, things just during the course of the show, like researching. Like we've had to research stuff for topics that we've done and and uh, things like that. So I've just, I mean, my my level of you know nerdy related knowledge is, has increased and and uh, I've just learned to sort of have fun with myself. Yeah, I mean, loosened up a lot. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy to be the. The uh, the butt of the joke, if if it, if that's what makes the show funny, and
3: uh, most of the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Um, I mean, back in the in a previous podcast uh, that I was on, uh, black panel, that was basically that was that was the, the that was the, the thing. It was, uh, that was your stick. It was one of my stick <laughs> that I was the butt. So and I was cool for that to happen. So, but yeah, I mean, I've just yeah, I've learnt that podcasting is awesome and that people generally are also awesome.
1: Um, I've learned not to be so fussy about putting it together and embracing podcast as a medium, as separate to other broadcasting mediums, so it doesn't necessarily matter if you can hear that loud bird in the background,
3: Hmm.
1: or uh, the dog barking next door, as long as it's not interfering too much with what we're saying, it's all a part of bringing the listener into our little world for the hour or so that we share ourselves for a week. Each week, um, awesome. Also, I have learned things about my fellow podcasters.
0: Uh, Some things you wish you didn't know.
1: No, I just what <laughs> mine's just something gone blank. I had something really cool to say, and it's gone. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Well, it, it, David, especially. I mean, I thought I knew him pretty well, but when we we started podcasting and he's getting interviews with all these people, and I've I've, let the, I've listened to the interviews, and he has this skill that I never knew existed, where he can just talk to people and make them feel at ease and, and get good quality um, answers back from them and make them say stuff that they uh, probably hadn't thought
0: about before. It's called spiking their drinks, <laughs> getting them happy.
1: Um, and I've also learned partly through those interviews and, and just uh, doing research and uh, for the podcast and listening to people and well, we've always known this. That people can change their minds. But um, what, what specifically I mean is, um, say, like for a celebrity, people tend to take what they say as set in stone for the rest of their life. So, somebody, um, some famous movie star, uh, say, like, say Robert Downey Jr. for example, said something in nineteen eighty-two. Mm. Um, that can get thrown back in his face um, in two thousand and fifteen. Saying, "But you said." Yeah. It's like yeah. they're not allowed to ever change their minds. But people can change their minds and their opinions can change and they can form new opinions and, and new ideas about things. And, and it's the same with us doing podcasting. We we might think things a certain way when we first start and then we learn things and grow and do things differently. And um, I've noticed my reviews change over the podcast over the last four or five years, however many years we've been doing it have gone from trying to be structured and, and, and do it correctly to just talking about what I enjoyed in the, in the film, book Hmm. music, whatever I'm doing.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the main thing, uh, that I kind of want to touch on is that the world is a lot smaller than you think. Hmm. Um, one one thing I learned from podcasting, uh, is, is just that, just that you think, you know, you think, um, New York City is a world away, and and it's it's really not, you know, mm. um, and uh, you know Australia is is a world away, and, and you know what would it be like to meet people in Australia, mm. <laughs> and it's and it's really not the world the world is small man it's 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 you know um, because of podcasting I've been introduced to people and, and met people you know from all over the country and and all over the world even and it's uh, the world's a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that that's something that kind of comes with age too. I'm sure that as you get older, you start realizing that, you know, things are within your grasp to, to travel and things like, and, and stuff like that. But, um, but for me, this was, you know, cause, cause I started, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was pretty young whenever I started podcasting. I mean, it was only six years ago, but it's been six impressionable years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it was the six years that took me from being, you know, a single guy, uh, living on my own, and uh, all I needed was a job that was enough to pay my rent and my World of Warcraft subscription. All the way to you know being like you know like I'm almost a regular adult now, right? Like <laughs>
3: <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, you know, this was this was kind of what I did in that transition period, and 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 um, I would say that it's opened me up as far as like you know my communication skills obviously I'm a, I'm a lot better at that than i was prior to podcasting um one thing i've learned is is to be in the moment with things you know whenever whenever you're interviewing somebody that was your childhood hero in that moment you have to make a show out of it you know you can't you can't be googly-eyed and and like <laughs> you, you know you you have to you have to do your job and get something out of this and and I've carried that to other, other things in life. Like, um, you know, if I'm talking to a, a pissed off customer at work or, you know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, Oh, just the other day, this, uh, I had to talk to some, uh, some, you know, like upper business people for the company I work for that normally I would shy away from and never even go near and, you know, hide in the bathroom until they left just cause I'm so worried that I'll say something stupid that I'd rather just not even talk to them instead Dude, I podcasted them. Dude, we we had a. Be- I told a story, beginning, middle, to end. You know, it yeah. made sense with what they were wanting. Um, you know, it was it was a skill that I've learned from doing this. And and um, awesome. you know, there's a lot of cool stuff that comes out of doing it. You know,
0: that's cool, man. None of it
2: goes into a bank account, but it's cool <laughs> stuff nonetheless. Goes
1: <laughs> <laughs> <As a, laughs> into the a, bank account of
0: life. Yeah, that, oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the life, the, the bank account of life experiences. Um, but yeah, no, it, is, yeah, it doesn't. Podcast it doesn't make you money. That's what I've that's what I've learned. <laughs> Podcast is not a get rich quick scheme. That's a good question. Uh, the, the next one is also from Mal. Uh, a little bit, a little, a little bit, a little bit more low key than the than the other question. Uh, the sexiest sci fi hero. That's very specific. Sci fi hero, sexiest sci fi hero. Uh, not not necessarily the actor that it
1: portrays that, it, it's the actual hero themselves. I
0: guess so. Which which sci-fi hero gets your boaters turned? <laughs> Matt
3: Smith.
0: <laughs> Matt Smith. <laughs> Dude, that's that's wrong in many ways. So many
3: uh, No one
2: wants to go first. <laughs> no, who wants to go first. No one wants to go first. Yeah, uh, I, I will. I will. Right. I think you know, I'm I'm staring at a picture of her right now. You know, maybe not the most attractive, you know, female in in uh, sci-fi, but definitely in the top three. I mean, in the top, you know, she's up there. Right. And maybe I just have like affinity for redheads that I'm not aware of or something. Uh, but I'm going to say, you know, Agent Scully, Jillian um, Jillian Anderson.
1: All oh, right. Nice. When he said redheads, I thought he was going to say um, the Karen Gillan.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's really good too. <laughs> No, so I have, agent no, I have all shallow like, reasons as oh, to wow. why they are the sexiest. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> there's like, no I, like, oh, well, she's really smart and she figures stuff out. Nope, <laughs> it's the plots. You know, it's the plots that I'm watching for.
0: <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm happy to say that this that my answer is based purely on physical attraction. No, it's not. It's got nothing to do with characteristics. I mean, otherwise, I, I'd have to say. Mel Reynolds. <laughs> if I was going for that, but no. But in terms of physical attraction, I knew his name would come up. <laughs> Captain Mel or Thor, or Thor. He's hot. Um, yeah, anyway, no. But in terms of just pure attractiveness, um, a, a few years ago, I would have easily have said Buffy. Um, yeah. Because I was just obsessed. Uh, but now I don't know. It's, it's hard. Um, it's just there's so many. So many very attractive ladies in sci-fi. It's, yeah. it is, it's hard.
1: I was having trouble with this one too, but then when Bo said Scully, I thought i will have to say Mulder.
2: So yeah, no, that, I agree. Again, that's fair I, enough.
1: That works. Yeah, I, I agree with Agent Scully. If you would ask yeah.
2: asked me to pick a male, that's who it would have been. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what I like about him too is this, he's not... Uh, unrealistically looking either. He like he looks like an everyday guy and he's got a lot of character in his face. Oh, 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 oh Sherlock. No way. Is, is he really a superhero? He's not a size 5... He's not a sci-fi character. Well, can I say Khan? Yeah,
3: yeah
0: Khan. Close, yeah, go with Khan. Khan. See, if you go with Khan, then that works. Yeah, there you go. The I reckon, I reckon or... looks like a frog.
1: Although, I mean, you know, um, Ricardo <laughs> just... lost a band in his day. <laughs> yeah, Ricardo is. I, I mean, no, I, but but I, just I just love the man, good.
0: but I just I just don't understand this, the whole sex appeal thing. Is it because he's very intelligent and cultured? Is that what it is? No,
1: he's, he's got real character in his face. I mean, nobody else looks like him. It's a very interesting face.
0: Yeah, because once they got him, they broke the mold. <laughs> we don't want another one. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, just, I feel bad. I'm, I'm gonna, I love th- him dearly. He's I've not. Seen, he's not Sam but Worthington. But I'm just you saying. You think he beats David the Company though?
1: No, mate. Oh, nah, just, it's, David Company's better I've looking. Seen, for sure. Come I've I've seen his on. Come on. <laughs> I've seen his parents because they were in Sherlock, and, and I still can't quite work out how that face right. works. But you
0: know. so, yeah. So I guess I guess for mine it depends on how old I am at the time. So if I'm if I'm young Dave, then it's Princess Leia in the From Return of the Jedi. <laughs> if I'm slightly older Dave, then it's Buffy, and if I'm current Dave, then you know I, I don't know. It's too high.
1: When he's old man Dave, it'll be M. Judy Dench.
0: N- what? <laughs> <laughs> no man. No. No. I'll probably go. Actually, you know, I guess. I guess this kind of counts. I'll go with Diana Reed from the Avengers TV show. Oh, well, there you go. She's s- stunning.
1: What, what about Jamie Summers? Yeah, well,
0: that's, I, I'm going with what I go. <laughs> okay. How many am I allowed to have? We could be here all day. Lee Majors. <laughs> Lee Majors. Mmm, <laughs> Majors. Okay, so our next question is from Rachel. Uh, we actually we actually, we already covered this uh, in our Doctor Who special episode, but. Bo, we didn't get Bo's answer, so uh, this is mainly for Bo. Uh, favorite Doctor Who villain?
2: Um, the Silence. I think The Silence is my favorite. And anytime I'm trying to sell somebody on Doctor Who, and I'm like, "You got to watch this show." Like, I know you think it's like you know fairy y and that it's not very you know you know highbrow sci fi. But let me let me tell you about this episode. And I always tell them the episode where you know the Doctor goes back in time to the to the moon landing, and. Um, it, it gives me goosebumps telling someone else that story. Like I, I, I love that episode and that story, um, and it's and it's an example of what I love about Doctor Who. Um, it just you know it just it, it's just this concept that like is is simple. It, it's it's simple in sort of a subtle kind of way, but they can turn it into such a grand you know story. You know like it's such a it's such a grand element of the, of that story the, the silence. So I think I think uh, I think they're my favorite favorite enemy.
0: Cool. Yeah, good choice. And just for anybody who didn't listen to the Doctor Hero episode, our favourites were.
1: I didn't
0: have one. That's right, you didn't have one. That's, that's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> I should have remembered that before I segue across. <laughs> um, and uh, mine was the Master. All right. So final, final question for before we go into our intermission, I'm still undecided on the side of what I'm actually going to do with the intermission. I might just play a song. Um, Brad sucks. Yeah, yeah. Brad sucks. So I might even I might even play a Brad sucks song. I'll see. Do it. Yeah, he's he's, he's his, title, his name is actually Brad sucks. I don't think it's his real last name, <laughs> that is his name. <laughs> <laughs> that would, be a,
2: yeah,
0: that would so. be a very
2: unfortunate turn of events.
0: <laughs> it would. Anyway, so I might play Brad Sucks, though. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, final question is from Matt, and this is the one that uh, snuck in under the wire. Has the narrative quality of contemporary sci-fi films suffered with the development of film production technology? Oh, my God. That, that's a hard question.
1: Well, my my instinct is to say no, but then it really depends on which film you're talking about. If you're talking about Avatar, then then yes, but if you're talking about something like uh, Lord of the Rings, then no, because Avatar is really a by the numbers story, and it's so derivative of every other story that's come before it. I I, I the first time I watched it, I knew everything that was going to happen before it happened.
0: Yeah, I think Avatar is a perfect example.
1: It's um, it's very pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's very well shot and this the concept is actually kind of interesting, but I just it's i was so frustrated with how easily I would be able to predict it that 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 killed it for
0: me yeah my thing with avatar is is yeah I, I think you're on the money I think, like I think avatar is a perfect example of of when technology overtakes the story Like, it's, the story is could be written by a five year old yeah and They've basically just gone. Look, we have this technology now to make this film look as pretty as it does, mm-hmm. and it does. It succeeds. I mean, it is yeah. beautiful, um, especially when you watch it on the right technology and stuff. It just—it's it's amazing. But the film is so unbelievably boring. Mm-hmm. that it just, I just,
2: I don't, I just don't care.
1: But then you've got something with like Lord of the Rings. that starts out with a brilliant story, and the technology enhances that story.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. hate—I hate Avatar, and I think it is. I think you're on the money with it being an example of this. Um. Mm. Uh, but I don't necessarily think that. I mean, there was bad movies made in the sixties too. You That's know, what I mean, like just because it didn't have technology, didn't mean it was good. You know, that is true.
0: Yeah, I know. I just I, this this question fascinates me. I just, I mean, I could. There have we been, could do an episode. There on have this. been There's,
1: movies made where they've just gone. Oh, we've got all this technology, and how cool it! How cool would it be if we do this, this, and this? And, and they've forgotten all about story and plot. But yeah. it's not necessarily the ru- ru- the ruination of narrative. Yeah, I think. I, I
0: think. I think you're on the money. I mean, I don't think the the development of film technology. I guess my answer is no. I mean, the, the development of film technology has hasn't ruined narrative. I mean, you still get very good quality sci-fi films with you know with a good narrative and story, with good special effects as well. I mean, it's possible yeah. to have the two. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, So I don't think it's. I mean, and like I said, yeah, we had we had bad films back when. <laughs> you know back in the day so yeah so, yeah i mean and, and sometimes it's a good special effects then enhance you know what could be I think, slightly yeah. think
2: i think that there are movies like avatar I, again avatar is just the poster child for this but like it, there are movies that because of the special effects and not just the special effects but the amount of money they threw at advertising and at promoting it mm. that like it's totally overrated like where people think it's a good movie even, even when they haven't seen it yet, they think it's, gonna, it's an amazing movie, and, and it's really not. So, I mean, I would say that the advent of special effects and things like that have created that situation, not necessarily where it brings about bad movies, but where it can trick an audience into thinking that a bad movie is good.
0: Yeah, spot on. I think it's, I think it's made filmmakers lazy. It's like, well, mm-hmm. if we throw a lot of spectacle at stuff... Like another another good example is, is is Avengers Age of Ultron, like the story in that is actually quite lacking.
2: But I don't even like that. I, I really was disappointed.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's the the story. I mean, it's, certain things that happen in that film are just are ridiculous and and unnecessary. And, and the story, really, who cares? it's, it's all been done before. Uh, but you know, there's been I mean, so many you know sort of cool action scenes that sort of it tries to sort of you know cover up. It's, I mean, it uses technology and uh, special effects to sort of to cover up the, the lackluster sort of element to it. So, but I mean, I still, I still, stand, by, I still stand by my answer. I, I do think the answer generally is no, um, because there is so many good examples where they've been able to work both. Um, but you definitely, yeah, as we pointed out, you definitely have good examples of where it's, yeah, where the answer would be yes. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, very, very interesting question. Thank you very much, Matt. And uh, it's the only reason I, I allowed it in, even though it came in after the October first deadline. But it was an interesting question. It was a good um, question. It's also a good segue into uh, part two of the show, which uh, which is going to start with a review of the film Predestination. Yeah. But uh, that's after the uh, intermission. So go get yourself a uh, a Delicious, or an Apple teen yeah, <laughs> or a uh, Bodacious... Bodeacious Bean, bodacious Bean, <laughs> and uh, meet us back in a couple of bits. back to part 2 of episode 163 our special AMA episode that you created the
2: show was by you for you
0: well via us by
2: them and slash us yes. yeah we'll say it's 50 it's 50,
0: 50, 50 yeah we'll share the profits 50 50 50 50 <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, we'll split all profits
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the profits of zero uh <laughs> oh, jeez a little bit like divide by zero everything will be fine but uh, yeah so part 2 so i hope you enjoyed that uh That little intermission there, and uh, you got your your topped up your drinks. So like I said, uh, at the end of part one, part two is going to start off with a review of Predestination, as suggested by Katie. And she actually has a question as well, so it's going to be a review with a question. Very Uh. exciting, very exciting. So, Predestination is a 2014 sci-fi film based on the book by Robert Hyland called All You Zombies. So if you've read the book... Oh, actually, it's, it's a short story. If you've read the short story, All Your Zombies, then uh, it's probably going to ruin the film for you because you'll know the twist. Uh, but it is, uh, it's, it's it's a very important film to not know any spoilers for. So we're going to try our hardest. Kristen and I watched it the other night. So we're going to try our hardest to not spoil it as much as we can.
1: It's going to be very difficult.
0: If we do, I will cut it out. I want, we don't, we won't apologise for it. I'll actually cut it.
2: Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you do the hand motion? Yeah,
0: said- <laughs> she, she, she did the head movement. In my mind, I did the hand. Motion. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it was actually uh, it was filmed in Australia, which is pretty cool. Um, it's, some of the scenes were filmed at uh, Abbotsford Convent School thing, Abbotsford yeah, School, uh, which is very pretty, and uh, the rest of it was filmed at Ducklands Film Studios, which is pretty sweet. And why does it say Queensland at the start? Was financed by Queensland. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, financed by the state of Queensland, but filmed in Melbourne. Cop that, Queensland? Yeah, they managed to get the Empire State Building in the background, so that's pretty clever. CGI. <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, and yeah, as as we talked about in uh, in part one, this is a good example of uh, of what I think to be an excellent narrative uh, combined with you know special effects in order to make it work. Uh, so yeah, so it's the story is basically. <laughs> this is where it gets asked.
1: Yeah, I did say the story. We right, well I'll one.
0: read I'll read what IMDB says, right? Okay. The life of a time travelling temporal agent on his final assignment he must pursue the one criminal that has eluded him throughout time. That's pretty much it, really.
2: Carmen so, San Diego, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it is it so it is essentially it's a story about family and most importantly identity.
3: Right.
0: Identity is very important to this film. Yes. And Oh, it's so hard, without spoilers. But anyway, um, it's directed by um, the Spearig brothers, Michael, Michael Spearig and Peter Spearig. Uh, and which also... I misread as Spielberg on
1: the
3: screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Spielberg brothers? What? <laughs> he does have a brother, doesn't he? I don't, like, I don't uh, know. He has a sister, at least. Um, and stars Ethan Hawke, uh, Sarah, uh, it stars Ethan Hawke. It stars Ethan Hawke. He does uh, very well. And uh, I was also very excited to see Noah Taylor show up, which is pretty cool. Noah but Taylor, uh, it just it amazing. also stars Sarah Snook, um, and she just does an amazing job.
1: I've not seen her before, but she's a, a revelation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I have seen her before because I've seen uh, These Final Hours, and she's in that. Okay, um, And uh, she's just amazing. She's Australian. We, she's Australian. She's Australia's own. Australia's own Sarah Snook. Well, was it? Australia's own Noah Taylor. Yeah. And, you know, Ethan Hawke, honorary yep. Australian. But, uh, as, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and and, and again, Adam, we can't really explain why she's so good. I mean, she, she plays multiple roles, a la awesome Black. She, she plays multiple roles, and um, she's brilliant in all of them. So she is, uh, she is absolutely amazing. That's about all we can talk about, about the actual film itself. The bird really liked it, too. The bird liked it as well. That was the bird's, the bird's thumbs up. Um, winds up. <laughs> God. Uh,
1: so the things that keep jumping to my mind are things to talk about but I can't talk about because that would Yeah, that so
0: would I guess we'll up. talk about it in terms of whether we liked it or not. Um I loved it. I thought it was uh I thought it was very, very well done. It's um this is not a fault of the film itself, but the actual story the story as interesting as as it is, uh I mean I think it's actually quite brilliant. It's it basically I mean it gets you thinking. I'll just I'll end it by saying that I think it's I think every single person involved does a brilliant job and um, there's obviously a lot of love and it's very, very well done. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's
1: very well done. I mean, there were a couple of th- things that happened I thought, well, this is happening specifically for a reason that will pay off further down the line.
0: Yeah, it's full of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's well worth, well worth a watch. I give it four.
0: Cool. Yeah. I give it 4.5.
1: I'm still digesting it. So maybe a 4.5 in the future.
0: <laughs> Which makes sense, because it's a time travel story. Yes, or in the past. <laughs> or in the past. i
1: might give it 4.5 in the past.
0: You're weird. <laughs> what was the question? The question is, now this is this is a pearler. How did the sequence of events actually begin? Now again, it's kind of hard to explain to answer that question without giving away any spoilers.
1: Well, I don't think it spoils... There's the no way
2: to answer I don't think it
1: spoils the movie to say uh, there's a paradox involved. Yep. And by definition, you can't, there is no beginning or end.
2: Yeah.
0: That's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> You're a genius. Um, yeah, that's it. Richard that's
2: it. Albert gives John Locke the compass, goes yeah. back in time, and then gives it to Richard Albert, who goes to the future, who gives it to John Locke, who gives it to Richard Albert. It never ends.
0: Every episode you've got to mention Lost. You're obsessed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it's that it's that kind of conundrum where it's just yeah. That's it. So yeah. yeah.
0: So it is actually it's impossible to know what the beginning is, and they even allude to that fact by telling a joke in the movie itself.
1: Just like hitting its own tail.
0: No, that's that's not a joke. Uh, the, oh, the, the, rooster? The, the 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 joke is that what comes first, the chicken or the egg? And and he answers with the rooster, which is hilarious. But <laughs> but. Uh, it doesn't really answer the question. You know what I mean? So, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I'm oh, sorry, Katie, but we actually can't answer that question without ruining anything. But, uh, but Crystal's answer was perfect. We're going to live with that.
1: Yes.
0: Katie, moving on to the next question. Now, this is a uh, Perla. This is from Nadia. DC versus Marvel. Which is better or are they equal? And she's referring to the entire universe, not specific characters.
1: Is she wanted the internet exploding, do you want to explode the internet? This
0: is going to start wars.
1: <laughs> I'd say they're equal.
0: You think it's because you don't care?
2: <laughs> let's 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 uh, everybody say. Let's go around the table, Let's go around the room, and everybody say their answer, but don't say why. And then we're going to talk, and then and then we'll go around and talk about why. All right, you want to do that? Go yep. for it. All Ladies right. first.
0: All
1: right, my answer is that they're equal.
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> both. Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> oh, really? I <laughs> yeah. thought we were going to have a uh, debate here. Wow, guys, <laughs> we're both Spider-Man fanboys.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> not just because of, no, not just not just because of Spider-Man. I mean, it's, it's I'm just not I'm just not a fan of the ethos behind the DC universe as a whole. I just I just doesn't really it just doesn't really work for me.
1: Oh, Okay, well, I think they're equal because they're both equally um, as present in the zeitgeist. Probably, If you asked uh, uh, general people on the street, like you took a quick survey and said who is the most famous superhero in the world, you'd probably get Superman.
0: But that's not the whole universe, though. She yeah. specifies the universe. I
1: know You might get an equal amount of people who say, because of the current crop of movies, you might get an equal amount of people who say Iron Man. Hmm. But that's what I'm saying. They're both pretty equal in, in the current zeitgeist. And they both have very similar stories, very similar heroes. I can't separate the two, and, and, and the general general non-comic person wouldn't have a clue whether Superman was DC or Marvel. Or I'll tell have you a this. clue Whether Spider-Man was DC or Marvel, I just know it's one of those two. Right.
2: Yeah, gener- generationally, I think you're right. Like, I think as a whole, um, I think there's enough adults in the world that it, it's pretty even. But if you, just from sketches that I've done, at, like the library and stuff, whenever... You know, I've had the opportunity to draw things for kids. It's it's Marvel every time. Very rarely is it a DC character. I mean, honest to God, every kid's going to ask for, and it's the Marvel characters that are in the Avengers because they've seen those movies. Um, it, it's uh, it's very rarely, oh, I need a Superman or a Batman. If it is a DC character, it's going to be Batman. Other than Batman, it's going to be Marvel every time. And so DC has this weird like lock on like two of the most influential comic book characters ever created but i'd say a universe as a whole you know marvel has you know a, a ton more like marvel has quantity <laughs> you know what i mean like they have uh they have uh, you know there's probably less marvel characters in the whole universe but as far as known characters like marvel has the most dc has a ton of characters but i'd say only a handful of them are known by the general public not not just comic book fans you know what i mean
0: yeah um, but the question is why do you think that they're the best
2: yeah, why do I think? So I think that, I think that it's it's kind of like you know, when I got when I was a kid growing up, I I read Marvel because I understood it better and, and I liked the X Men and and I was in the 90s when the X Men was huge and that that's kind of like it was that's what was advertised to me and that was that was what I got into you know and then when I got older I wanted to make the jump to DC because I've always been such a sci fi fan and it seems like DC has more of like the the sci fi timey-wimey kind of stuff, and and, um, so I thought I would get into that, but I never could relate to those characters in the same way that I could Marvel, and I think a lot of it had to do with just, you know, I read Marvel at an impressionable age, and so, you know, that was familiar to me, and DC really wasn't yet. Um, You know, with the exception of Batman. I I loved Batman, but other than than Batman, like, I really didn't feel any connection to any DC characters the way I did uh, the X-Men and Spider-Man. And I think the real difference is it's similar to um, Star Trek versus uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica, in that one is a character-driven show that's mostly about the development of these characters, and the other is like a plot-driven show where it's all about the development of the plot and the revelation of the plot. And I feel like I feel like Marvel is more character-driven as opposed to plot-driven, and I feel like DC's is the opposite of that. And I just feel like that I like that type of storytelling as opposed to the other is all it is.
0: Um, we well, yeah, no, that's totally fair enough. I mean, going back to uh, what you and Crystal were saying about the zeitgeist and stuff, I, I mean, I, I have to disagree with Crystal's analogy of the people don't really know what sort of company these characters belong to. Uh, a couple of years ago, definitely the case. Nowadays, though, it's, I mean, people people know. I mean, the, the names DC and the Marvel logos are splashed all over these uh, the screens all the time, and so people are sort of... Gotten used to that now, um, and especially you know stuff with like the Avengers and stuff like that. The but in terms of why I think why I prefer Marvel over DC is is uh, yeah basically basically what Bo Z is uh, I just I, mean, I I just prefer the the character driven, for want of a better term, more realistic style that they that Marvel sort of goes for. So the the everyman quality that most of their heroes have um, versus the cosmic do gooder you know, moralistic type thing that DC does. So I just, I yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I dislike this DC. I love DC. Well, actually, that's not true. I, I like old DC and <laughs> not this new 52 rubbish. Um, like
2: there's characters in DC, like Constantine. I, I like, I like. there's a lot of characters in DC that I really like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So but as, as a whole-, whole, you know, in order to answer the question, well Um,
1: as a child, my favorite superhero was Superman and I think it's, well, I don't think. I know it's because of the Christopher Reeve movie. Yeah. If you have a look at the movies produced now, you you definitely take kids to see some of the Marvel movies, but I can't think of a, a yeah. recent DC movie where you would take a child to see. Yeah,
2: that's true. Not really. I think they know they have the older audience, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah you're so yeah, right. Even, and, even and why they doing that? I mean, the, the next Batman-Superman movie is... So grim and gritty and horrible and stuff. It's, it's like how Superman's meant to be. Yeah. It's not meant to be grim and gritty. Superman was
1: written for children originally. Well all
0: comics yeah. are written for and, children originally. And I don't even
2: mean when I say older audience, I don't even mean like I mean like like my parents' age, like like older audiences. They yeah. are like hooked on DC I, mean, I, I think I think Marvel has won the the race for the kids for a long for a long time. I think there's several Marvel generations, you know, in the world right now. Yeah, so true.
1: Hmm. And, and these are the people that are going to be, because they're going to love it now. They're going to be keep it, keep on loving it in the future. I think DC's doing themselves a disservice, maybe.
2: Yep, I agree there. It, I want to tack on to this question, Crystal. I know you don't, you don't read any com- comics currently, but David, and you read way more than I do. So you may actually be reading some from the big two. But I'm not reading anything. I'm not reading anything from Marvel or DC. Really? I've, I've it, only things I'm reading right now. Are from Image mostly? Like I'm not. I don't read anything but independent books lately.
0: Dude, you're missing I just, out. I mean, it's. it's I mean it's the, the the current the current crop is, is pretty Secret
2: Wars. Now. I haven't read a single a single issue. I haven't I haven't read anything. Secret Wars and is a
0: waste of time.
2: I'm just I'm just lost in that whole world now. Like it's just it's just um, it, it's. I kinda know what's going on with the characters just from, you know, reading articles and stuff and I kinda keep my finger on the pulse of it. Yeah. But in all honesty, like I just don't get excited about those books anymore. Like I just don't you know, I, I don't know how many times I can read the same stories over and over again. Like I'm just kinda over the the main the main two. I'm just kinda over it. I'm still way into comics, probably more now than, than I have been in a long time, but I've been picking up stuff that like, you know, I purposely try to seek out stuff I've never heard of. Yeah. and like i i just i just did not i'm sort of in the independent scene right now you know more yeah. than i am anything else i've been reading a book called welcome back um it's really good it's by boom studios and uh i just i just been trying to pick up kind of odd odd stuff lately more than i have been uh the main two i i, I don't know why
0: yeah no i'm with you man the in- independence uh is where it is at the moment i mean saga and sex criminals and and uh you know various other stuff like that they're yeah, definitely definitely the way to go but that's not to say that the big two aren't producing anything good like so pre street secret wars ms marble for uh from Marvel is awesome um funnily enough, the harley Quinn comic from d c is actually quite enjoyable uh, so uh and they're yeah, sort of you know light hearted entertainment type stuff but yeah the big the big main the main books. I've I've lost all interest completely, lost completely all interest. So it's, it's, I mean, Secret Wars is boring me to tears, and uh, I've hated New 52 since it began. So, yeah. So I'm with you there. Image image and the other independents, like boom and stuff, go for it. Um, So the next question is also from Nadia, and it's, Which would be more likely to occur in reality, the Terminator or iRobot? I, I would say, iRobot, but um, the actual
1: Asimov book version, not the movie version.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of confused about this question. Is it uh, is is she saying the events of the Terminator and iRobot, or the actual robots themselves? Because if if that's the case, I'm going with iRobot. Yeah. Because the whole concept of putting flesh over a an endoskeleton, I find pretty hard to believe. Currently.
2: Um I think if- I think she means like is it, it do we have like a a doom and gloom future ahead where we make these militaristic robots that end up taking over because they get too smart or is it that we build these robots and in artificial intelligences uh as part of our convenience to make our lives easier but they're not necessarily militaristic in any way and then they evolve to such a point that they can take over the planet yeah. I, I think that's kind of the
0: so you're, so you're going with the, the the themes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I and mean, we if in that ter- interpretation, what do you think is the answer?
2: I say iRobot. I think it's well. I don't know. I, I say iRobot. It's more likely that you know our artificial intelligence, uh, you know Siri, basically would turn into uh, an actual robot that we have in our house, and, and she's just there to. Make our lives easier, and then, as as we build, you know, as we make her smarter and smarter, and and um, you know, she would eventually uh, maybe have feelings and maybe not like the way we treat her. <laughs>
0: so you're so you're leaning more towards the Terminator, then.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like I feel like the difference is though is is that uh, I think that the Terminator is like we built an artificial intelligence to control. Nuclear missile launches, and um, you know, it was it's it wasn't really built on convenience. It was more built on uh, on the war industry, which um, I don't know. I could see either. I mean, honestly, I could see either happening because because I feel like I feel like we could build iRobot esque robots. um, I could see that happening just based on because you know I just could see that happening just based on the current trend of of uh you know smartphones and devices and things like that i could see us wanting to have you know something in our home that would you know independently you know do that and and think on its own kind of deal um but at the same time you know i do live in america we spent a whole lot of money on uh, militarizing uh the country and uh on the war industry and so i could see that getting out of hand too and in, in turning into this uh robot apocalypse I don't know, man. I could see either. I
0: think it'll be a blend of both. <laughs> a blend of both. I like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I think it'll be a little bit of both.
0: Well, I'm still, I, I'm still convinced that she actually just means the robots themselves. So I don't know. So uh, if, if if she means what uh, Bo is saying, then uh, I'll go with Bo's answer because I think that makes sense. And if she just means the robots, then I'm going with iRobot.
1: Yeah, I think iRobot. I think, think um, we're we're already trying to build the robots. But I think if the as long as you build in some form of the three laws, it's unlikely to ever become a robo apocalypse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who yeah. knows? Who knows? I mean, in the movie, they did build in the three laws, and there's still a bit of a revolt, but I think that's someone because
0: that's because someone hampered someone, tinkered, yeah, someone tinkered, some stupid human. I think actually, what's more likely is Robocop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 the six million man. we have the technology. <laughs>
2: They're really similar, honestly. Uh, Robocop good, and the 16 Million Dollar Man. Good
0: question. All right, so uh, the next batch of questions are from Young Cameron, uh, who's actually been on the show. And, uh, <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's. Just bear in mind that he's uh, he's a teenage American boy. So uh, let uh, let's go through these questions. Question number one: Why are you Australian? Well. For, for Crystal and myself, obviously, the easy answer is because we we're born in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> and because we're the my, superior nation.
2: My answer is I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that was a pretty easy one. We could, we could, we could skip over that I one.
1: Confuse the young boy and say, because the skin flies off and the teardrops flow.
0: <laughs> and on that note, moving on. <laughs> Why are we Australian? Because we're awesome. Australia's awesome. You put two and two together. And like Bo said at the start, it's a very simple math problem. We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cameron's second question, why don't you fight me, David? Um, so I'm, glad it was very, I'm glad it was very specific to me. Now, the answer, Cameron, is um, because it's, it's a two-part answer. One, I don't like seeing children cry. Uh, it upsets me when children are crying. And two, I wouldn't want to upset your mum having a bloody and bruised Cameron coming home. there's also the distance oh I guess it's a three part question and three because I actually like you (laughs) so so unless it's a you know just a muck it around sparring match I don't think I would you know need to go into physical violence nice (laughs) oh jeez I don't know what a question hilarious and his last one is (laughs) his last one is are you down with pimps and hoes and the answer to that is, well, yeah, they've got to earn their money like anybody else, so... I'm to pop an apple in his ass, yeah. Pop an apple in his ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the
2: hell does that mean? Oh, what that means.
1: It's, uh, it's, uh... I don't know you anymore. It's from a Flight of the Concord song. Is it? Yes.
0: <laughs> pop an apple in his ass. It's,
1: it's when, uh... Um, Brett's upset that a, a grocer won't um sell fruit to him because he's a kiwi and um yeah. most of the no, song No, he's Australian, yeah. At that point in time it's Brett thinks it's because the guy knows that they're Kiwis.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and and most of that song which is called Mother Uckers by the way.
0: Mother Uckers.
1: <laughs> most of that song when when it's Brett Brett's turn to rap is uh bleeped out except for that last line which is going to pop an apple in his ass. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so, you know, pimps and hoes, they got to pay the bills just like everybody else. So, yeah, I'm down with them. So, that's the only rap line I knew.
1: Right, okay,
2: cool.
0: <laughs> Bo, do you have an answer to that question?
2: I think Sleazy D's down with the pimps and hoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sleazy D's down with anything. Ah, yeah. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a question from Francis. All right, this is probably going to be a long one as well. If you could travel through time... What year would you travel to? Where would you go, and why? But there's a catch: you would never have the chance to travel back to present time. Because of the catch, I probably wouldn't travel because
1: this point in time in my life is the best point in time in my life. So maybe why is that? I, uh, I you know, I've got a good job, roof over my head. And a loving husband! Yeah! yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, but maybe I would bring uh, past me to the future to experience it, but because then you couldn't go back, maybe not, because I don't want to compete with a younger me. Um, and younger me would be completely different to older me, and we probably wouldn't like each other very much.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> and then we'd, have, answers, then we'd have
1: to, yeah. to feed her. And, and Yeah, there's another mouth yeah, to feed. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, but if there wasn't a catch, um, maybe jump back to to the 60s with the birth of the good music. I don't know. But there is a catch. You can't go back. That's what I'm saying. But if there's a catch, yeah, then I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving.
0: Okay, right. But no catch, you go to the birth of the, to the 60s. Yes. Cool. Bo?
2: I would go to the future. I'd probably go like five to ten years in the future. Like, I wouldn't want to be so far in the future that I wouldn't recognize anything but at the same time like i feel like you know that i would be that much further ahead in my lifetime to see all the cool technological advances i'd, I'd have an extra 10 years you know right. um so i think i would go to the future if i had to stay
0: that's interesting so you, what, what if what if becky couldn't go with
2: you yeah so if she couldn't go with me i don't know i mean you would like to say well i'd stay um, but it's still like, it's like a once in a, you know, it's not even a once in a lifetime. It's a once in, in history chance to, to do something. You'd be the first person to travel through time. I would, I would totally, I would love to say that I would stay, but I probably wouldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're an honest man, bro. I very much appreciate it. Um, and as for my one, um, yeah, well, on the, the complete opposite note to what Bo just said, I, if I couldn't come back, I wouldn't want to go because that mean, I'd be leaving Crystal.
2: But, yeah, I, it's easier yeah. for me to be honest because Beck is not on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Crystal's
0: sitting right next to. Me. Um, no, no, no. That's, that's the honest answer. But if I could, I mean, yeah. So, uh, like, Crystal, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the question. If I, if I, if I do have the opportunity to come back, then the days of Christ would probably be my first stop, at the very least.
1: He's not the Messiah.
0: Yeah, just so I could see <laughs> firsthand
1: what actually happened.
0: I just think that it's, it's one of the most momentous. Uh, points of history whether you and because i i don't necessarily believe that he's the son of god but i do believe that he was an actual real person so the opportunity to go back and actually see this particular person who's inspired billions of people
1: so momentous we base our whole calendar
0: on it yeah so i just I, yeah I, I think that would be a pretty amazing thing to see
1: but what about there's no plumbing and public conveniences yeah
0: just pee on the side of the road i'm cool with it
1: they don't wash their hands before they cook, and that sort of business.
0: I'd introduce new sanitary laws. <laughs> <laughs> introduce the concept of indoor plumbing <laughs> a few thousand years. That's or breaking or. the Prime Directive. I don't care. I'm not part of Starfleet. Starfleet, so cool. Uh, next question is from John. What do you guys do for a job? Mm. So, without going into specifics, as we mentioned earlier, um, Bo is in retail. I am okay. in IT, and I am in libraries. Is that the best? I mean, I would
2: say I would say I'm actually in in, in IT. I mean, I, I'm in I'm in
0: I'm a IT consultant. <laughs> okay, so so you're like a managerial IT consultant in a retail environment.
2: Exactly, yeah. I, I am the manager of an IT consultant uh, company that lives within another company.
3: Okay, um cool.
2: I mean, you know, I, I never say where I work, but, like, that's totally... If you live in America, you know what that means, because it's the biggest... It's literally the biggest computer repair company in the country. <laughs> gotcha. It's pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: yeah, well, once again, without going into super specifics yeah, I, I work in IT support uh, for... In the... Leisure industry.
1: i can't specific enough, I believe. (laughs) You can't go any more specific than that.
0: (laughs) They work in the library system. We've mentioned that before. Uh, And again from John. uh, Charging for autographs. Yes, no. When should you? How much? And uh, he's added, I'm approaching it as a comic reader, not a celebrity fan. Uh, Mm. So I guess that comes from the recent uh, situation with uh, a, a fan got upset that Scott Snyder, the current writer of Batman, uh, is, was charging for autographs and uh, had a bit of a blog post about it. So I guess it's in relation to that. So charging for autographs. Um, most of the most uh, con people don't charge for an autograph. Only uh, only sort of a select few do, as far as I've, that I've experienced. Um, and in those sort of situations. Eh, I don't know. It's generally not been people that I really cared about, anyway.
1: And it's it, and it's generally people that it's sort of covering their expenses and um, you know giving up their time to actually go to the con uh, sort of deal um, to make some money out of it. Otherwise, will they get paid? I mean, they're often they're often not there promoting anything current. Yeah. So it's all. You know.
0: Yeah, because I mean, he does mention as 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 a comic reader. So the comic, it's generally uh, it's unusual for a comic. Person yeah. to charge for an autograph. Yeah. Um, they, do, they generally make most of their money from sales. merchandise sales and sketches yep. if they're an artist. Um, so yeah,
1: so the people like that the it's generally TV celebrities or film celebrities that are charging. Uh, they charge, yeah. A lot of them are uh, like past past celebrities. That's not the right word. Um, they're they're famous for something they've done in the past, so it's not something they're promoting currently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, don't know, I don't really know how I feel about it. I mean, the only... I mean, the, the Scott Snyder... If we want to be specific to the Scott Snyder situation, um, it really depends... It would really depend on how much it was, you know, I guess. You know, I know what I mean? I think it's
1: within her rights to um, ask for a price if they, want, if they want to charge for an autograph. Char- it's your choice whether you want to pay it's for a, that or not. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's a supply and demand thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, no one's telling them they have to do autographs in the first place. No one's telling them they have to do it for free. Yeah. Um, and the reason why... You know, a lot of times the con will charge. Um, you know, in st- instances like Stan Lee or somebody. You know, like the thing is, is if Stan Lee was giving away free autographs, the no one at the con would be doing anything other than standing in line, and so all the vendors would be pissed because there's nobody buying t-shirts from their booth. You know, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's
0: Stanley, totally like Stan Lee for photographs in America, dude. Yeah,
2: he charges fifty bucks. Oh,
0: we asked, when he was here, it was free.
2: Yeah, see, it's 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 got to do it's a lot of times it has to do with the con that that does it because I know that no one gave Stan I never gave Stan Lee money and Stan Lee probably didn't collect any of that money Stan Lee probably got paid like you know he probably got paid more than I make in a year just to show up at this con the money is it's a lot of times it's literally crowd control you know it's just to keep you know like a lot of times William Shatner will charge for autographs and then give the money to to charity or something like it's it's like yeah. It's totally. It's just if they don't do that, then everybody at the con is going to be in that line, you know, and then um, and then the reason why it's not as popular in the comic world is because even if you're a fan of a, a particular superhero or a su- or a certain book, you may not necessarily even know who the colorist is or the or the penciler. You know, there's only certain names like Neil Adams and I would say Scott Snyder is one of those names. Um, you know, I, there's only certain names in the comic industry that's going to attract a huge crowd, um, and so there's only so much crowd control that's needed in the comic world. But that's usually what it's based on: is where they think the biggest crowd is going to be. They try to deter it a little bit. They try to deter the crowd a little bit by putting a price on it.
0: That's an interesting take on it. I, I mean, it it's, uh, has been occasions. I mean, like like I said before with the charity thing. Yeah, there was um, one particular uh, artist who did charge. Um, and I can't for the life remember his name now, um, but every single cent went to charity. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, and there's, but then there's other people who don't charge, who I really think should charge. Like uh, when when uh, Dan Slot was there, like Dan Slot, yeah, is a bloody That's legend. A pr- he will he will sign anything you put in front of him. You know what I mean? And and he was uh, one dude. I mean, when I was standing there uh, waiting to interview him. Um, one dude come up with a stack of comics that I kid you not was we could fill a lawn box. It was just insane. And Dan Slott signed every single one of those things. You know what I mean? And the same with Brian, Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. Basically the same thing. He was he he did it he in, a me- in a mechanical yeah. way. Like he's he. I mean, he doesn't charge either. And well, at least he doesn't in Australia. I mean, obviously it's different. Maybe. No, there. no, I don't
2: think he does. Yeah, I, at but least he's he's the no, same. He just he basically had a
0: stack of comics. He would sign flick, sign, flick, sign, flick. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just crazy the amount of stuff that he was signing. He should charge.
1: I think that's very nice of them, but I think it's a little selfish on behalf of the person bringing up the stack of comics. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, way it's, selfish. It's,
1: yeah. Uh, expecting them to get be signed, A, from the person who's got to sign all of them, B, holding up everyone standing behind them.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I the that- dude... The dudes are boarding the stack for dance slide. I was just, yeah. I just shook I, my head. I was like, seriously. I
1: appreciate his enthusiasm and that he's obsessed and 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 this is really a big deal for him. But
0: yeah,
1: have it. you know, think about other people as well.
0: Yeah, but I mean, just gotta I mean, be a balance. Yeah, creators like that, I just think, are just are awesome. I mean, the fact that they would go to that much effort and, I mean, their hands must hurt by the end of the day. You know what I mean? I, awesome.
1: I applaud anybody that spends a full three, four days at a con dealing with people face-to-face for all those days and, and, and you know, trying to keep up a smile and be pleasant to everyone. That, that's a real hard task. Yeah. So because- Especially, I mean, and and you only have to have one off moment with one person for them to sort of go, that guy's
2: a real dick. Yeah, gone. yeah, you know, I know it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean, I guess I mean going back to Stanley, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, he, we didn't we didn't get charged. Um, we were limited to, well, actually no. Now that I think about it, you were limited. It was if you just wanted one signature, it was free. If you wanted multiples, you had to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's actually yeah. Now that I think back, it was actually fifty dollars if you wanted more than one signature. Um,
2: it was it was fifty for one. Yeah. And- so I, I mean, I just
0: I just got the one. I had three items, but I just I just got the one uh, one and it, signature and. and- and yeah, and I, and but even even if it was the $50 for the one signature, I would have done it because I mean, it's oh, yeah, Stanley, I did it. I, you know bought I mean? two, yeah, <laughs> so it's, you know, it's just, it's, I mean, the, the chances of him coming back are just incredibly slim. So, um, so but in, in case we have people like Scott Snyder and stuff like that, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not that biggest Scott Snyder fan, so I guess it really would boil down to mm-hmm. on who it was i I take i take the moral from the story is if your favorite person in the
1: world is charging you for a signature don't take it personally there's a whole range of reasons why this may be happening and it's not specifically
0: to rip you off and make money off of you so good question yeah next up we've got scott which books would you like to see turned into films or hbo quality series uh, I would like to see the Smokey
1: Dalton series by Chris Nell Scott that turned into a quality HBO series.
0: So Smokey Dalton is the, uh, the lawyer guy? Or?
1: Smokey Dalton is a
0: detective. Oh, he's an African-American detective, yeah?
1: Yeah, it's set in the 60s, and uh, he's sort of got to work under the radar a lot because of the way the way it works between black and white people in the 60s. And who would you cast as Smokey? Ah, a good question. Um... I can't remember his name, but he played the president in 24. Dennis. Was it Dennis? Dennis
0: Haysbet? Yes. Or something like that. Haysbert.
1: I would either cast him or Avery Brooks, but I think Avery Brooks might be a little old now.
0: I'm just thankful you didn't say Idris Elba, because I'm sick to death of that dude. I
1: actually never occurred to me, but Is it, he, he might he's, be. He's all in right. everything. No. 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 He might be alright. But no, I think Dennis. Because when I read the books, I picture Dennis Haysbert. Yeah,
0: know? okay. Hays, Haysbeth? Oh, something like that. Yeah. Dennis something. Yeah. But he, no, good choice. All right, cool. Awesome. Uh, Bo.
2: I uh I had to say 112263 cuz I can't think of a non Star Trek book I've read other than that. <laughs> <laughs> In the last couple years anyway. Uh so and they actually are making I've I've heard rumor that they are making a TV series of that show. Um but I hope that it's an HBO style uh you know good non-network TV show and I hope it's not like under the dome the last uh the last uh book they ruined
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, it just doesn't know where yeah, to end that
0: show.
2: It, the, the cool thing about eleven twenty two sixty three is it has a logical it has a logical set of seasons, um, which you know I don't want to spoil anything, but basically the book is almost like telling the same story over and over again, but you know things change, and so you could almost every season would be similar to the last one, only you know there's different elements of the story that's changed this time, you know, and so I think that they could make that interesting and, and make it a make it a good series it yeah so
0: hbo be- thing. So maybe make it like six or ten episodes per season and then it changes every time
2: yeah that would yeah work. yeah yeah. that'd be really cool yeah that would work um and then my and my second answer to this is um uh some of the i wish they would take the lost book series and oh. make a tv show of it um <laughs> just so that there would be more lost on tv that's the reason why i'm,
0: I'm gonna ban lost from being mentioned on this show no, no, I wouldn't do it. I don't like it. Uh, well, for me, it would be uh, the Illenium and the Tamuli by David Eddings. I think that would work very well as a series, not necessarily as ser- books. I'd say, like Game um, of
1: Thrones sort
0: of style. Well, or? no, well, not really Game of Thrones because it's more extreme. it's more young adultish. Yeah, but uh, if you go if you then go in sort of Game of Thrones-ish, I'd go in basically everything da- David Gemmell wrote. <laughs> so I mean, that would really fit the bill for sort of like the hardcore Game of Thrones type stuff that people like these days. Um, but I would I would love to see the Elenium and the Tamuli on either the big screen or the slightly smaller screens that we have these days in our houses. <laughs> you can't really say the small screen anymore, can you? <laughs> so, yeah, good question. Uh, and Scott has also got, how did you all meet? You and I met at school. Yeah. So I, I guess if we're not talking just strictly podcast, um, Crystal and I met. Oh, yeah. that's cool yeah we can't talk strictly podcasts because we already knew each other <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so we've known each other since high school um and since
1: 1988
0: oh you even know the year oh, that's because when that's when i moved to your school really yeah it's important for some reason isn't it it's bicentennial that's our bicentennial All Right? okay cool.
1: celebration of a nation us hand us a hand
0: <laughs> well, I was going, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we got those medallions was, and stuff? I was two years old. Yeah, well, I've still got the medallion.
0: You were two years old.
2: Yes. Yeah, I was born in '86.
0: Holy crap, we're old. Anyway, well, that to say we weren't two years old because <laughs> we were at high school.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, anyway, so there you go. Uh, and we met Bo. Uh, Bo, do you want to explain how we met?
2: Uh, yeah, it was uh, through some shady internet marketing I was doing. <laughs> we I was. A uh, rich uncle. You know, I was all you know, and it's all bullshit. If you ever read any like SEO articles on how to get yourself on the front page of Google, it's all BS, and they're trying to sell you something. Um, but I was reading that uh, Google's algorithm works uh, so that it, it reads backlinks. Uh, like, if one website in your category, in your search, you know, in your search terms, links back to your website, then uh, Google thinks that you your website must be um, important because other websites are referencing yours. Um, And that is the way it works, but it needs to happen naturally. You can't do it the way I was trying to do it. So I looked up Nerd Culture Podcast because I'm thinking my podcast is a Nerd Culture Podcast. And if I were trying to find a podcast similar to mine, that's what I would Google. And the top result was nerdculturepodcast.com. Um, so I posted in the comments, I actually did listen to an episode. I'm trying to remember. What was that episode? Conan. Um,
0: it was re- the review do you remember of what Conan. It was It was a review of Conan, the barbarian, the remake.
2: That's right. That's right. Conan. Yeah. I, I yeah. listened to, um, I listened to, uh, pieces of the, I didn't listen to the entire thing. I listened to pieces of the episode. Um, cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to go around just leaving comments, just willy nilly because I figured, well, they're going to tell that it's fake and they're just going to kick me off. So I was like, I have to, I have to listen and if I like what I'm listening to, I'll leave a comment saying, hey, I dig this, and then put a link to my website. So that's that's what I did. Hmm. And then, David, uh, you you uh, read the comment, followed back to my website, and then um, not long after that, me and you started talking about uh, we should be on each other's podcast and maybe promote each other a little bit. And, um, and you were on one episode, and... Then I was on an episode of your show, and then we started playing Warcraft together, and then this happened where I started doing this episode, this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's when I um, uh, decided to go change from monthly to fortnightly, and then to weekly. Um, I was like, well, the other the other boys, Richo and Luke, who are unwilling to do a weekly show, and that's fair enough. <laughs> it's a big commitment. Um, I was like, well. The only other obvious choice is Bo, mm-hmm. uh, but he has his own show as well, so I was just, uh, so I thought, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot, I'll, I'll ask him, and luckily enough, he was like, hell yeah! So I was like, yay! And so, there you go.
2: And uh, No, it really, it really was, uh, you know, I think uh, podcasting started this whole thing, but I also think like uh, a big part of mine and your relationship was World of Warcraft, because it was like the common ground that we had, like, you know, we were in different time zones and all this kind of stuff, but... you know if we met online and wow we knew we had server time in common you know what i mean so like we could we could find ways to meet up and talk there and then that you know through doing that together and 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 you know playing the game together it it led to doing the podcast together but but yeah the original time when i originally met you was just because i put a comment on your website um and um and then we hit it off it's cool
0: it is cool
1: sometimes it pays to read the comments
2: well, it
0: always pays, it pays to read, pays the <laughs> you gotta read the comments. you got to read the comments because there could be something dodgy in there. You don't know want someone commenting, no, hail Hitler what, what, or something. What I'm on your saying, is, is
1: on, on many, uh, many websites. You, you just shouldn't read the comments.
0: Oh, I, really, I always try to read the comments. Yeah. We love comments. But yeah, that was that was a great question, Scott. Thanks. Um, it's always good to reminisce. To which, but, uh, are
1: we going to say how we met the other two crew members?
0: Oh, yeah, okay, if you want. Um, the alternate if, crew members. Yeah, the alternate crew. Oh, they're going to be very offended that's what we call them. Uh, uh, the, original, the original crew. The original flavour. The original flavour. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, Richo. Uh, well, Richo I met um, at school as well, through high school. Um, it was... Uh,
1: love I'd at just, first sight
0: it was love at first sight you're right um no, it, was, it was it was a it was a weird experience because um our schools there was uh, three schools in the region and they sort of all amalgamated um but during the amalgamation period yeah. um, they sort of moved the kids around to sort of different campuses um were well, different actual schools but they sort of they become sort of alternate campuses of each other. anyway i I'm going into too much detail nobody cares um but uh anyway so it was uh when I first moved to uh, this new campus, they were already yeah, there. So the
1: senior campus at that point.
0: Yeah, the right? senior campus. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess that's the best analogy for it. Um mm-hmm. and I didn't have any friends and it was kinda of lonely. <laughs> kind of a lonely experience. It was it was kinda of weird. And um one day I was in uh, we was in class and we had the same class together and he was drawing a picture of Spiral, the character from uh, the X Men comics, uh, and I walked, walked past, and I was like, "Hey man, cool, cool picture. Is that uh, Spiral?" And at first, the way he explains it, at first he was kind of like, "Who's this dickhead? <laughs> who's this arsehole who's about to pick on me?" But um, but when he realised that I was actually being serious, and it was I did think it was a cool picture, and the, the fact that I actually knew who the character was, he was kind of like, "I was like, yeah, yeah, it's Spiral. And, yeah, I drew it myself, and lots of the stuff, and and um, and uh, we sort of just." You know, hit it off as sort of and uh, the rest is history. And Luke, uh, Luke, I met because Luke, I met because Richo. Yeah, you met. <laughs> yeah, you met for Richo. Um, you know what? I'm actually not completely sure exactly how I met him. He was going to school with David's girlfriend, Penelope. I, I, I my earliest memory memory of Luke is I went to see a play that he was in, which was just. An amazing performance, like very physical performance. Like he was beating himself up on stage. And it was just, I was just blown away. Luke it was just, just like, constantly
1: it was, surprises me. Yeah.
0: It's just, it was just, yeah, it was just, it was just, was just, I was just like, holy crap. Who is this kid? And then, yeah. And I just, we just hit it off because he's just, he's just an amazing dude. Yeah. And Richard, of course, you know, my, my best friend is a legend. I don't say that to his face though.
1: because um, <laughs> he's got a bit of an ego.
0: So, not only is Richard a champion, but Scott is also a champion. Because Scott actually had uh, two other questions, but they were so awesome um, that I'm actually going to turn them into episodes. So instead of doing them on this show, they're going to be, each question is going to be a full episode, all of its own. Um, that's because they're, just, they're epic questions. So, um, episode 164 will cover his question, what are your favourite conspiracy theories? And that'll be with the original flavour crew uh, because I know Richo is just a massive like myself a massive conspiracy theory fan. So sorry, bro. Um But uh, and episode one sixty nine will cover his question: what pod, what other podcasts do you listen to? Um, so one sixty nine is going to be an entire episode about podcasts, what we listen to, why we do what we do, um, and, and you know just general podcasting type stuff. Um, so. Scott, thank you very much uh, for your questions and for your suggestions. And uh, you've actually inspired two other episodes uh, with them. So it's going to be awesome. You're a champion. So let's actually finish up with Coming Soon. And I say that because I've incorporated one of the questions into Coming Soon. You're clever. I am very clever. This is is why I'm in charge. Uh, So, Deb has asked the question, so thank you, Deb, when are the new Star Wars movies coming out? So, instead of a normal coming soon, we're actually going to talk about the the Star Wars movies that are coming out, as they're coming soon, because I'm a genius. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) enough of that, because Crystal's giving me a funny look. Uh, So, Deb, to answer your question, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, will be out December 18, 2015, and I think it's a simultaneous worldwide release. Or, actually, no, doesn't New Zealand get it, like, a day early or something? That's because they're special. Bloody New Zealand. Oh, no, know. anyway. <laughs> uh, the next Star Wars film will be Rogue One, or I think it's the full title is Star Star Wars Anthology, Rogue One. Uh, and that is December 16, 2016. Then we'll have Episode 8, which doesn't have a title yet. Uh, episode 8 will be May 26, 2017. Uh, then you've got another anthology film called Han Solo, uh, which will be May 25, 2018. Then episode 9 will be sometime in 2019. They haven't got a specific date yet. And then there's a possible another anthology film called Boba Fett, uh, which will be released in 2020, maybe. it hasn't. It's not officially declared to be existing, but we all know it is going to be out. So.
1: But he did.
0: And in the meantime, of course, you've got the Rebels TV show. <laughs> which, <laughs> he's, well, he survives. He gets out of the Sarlacc. Anyway, this weird look that you give I me. I you there.
3: replied
0: <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, that answers her question and takes care of coming soon. So that's the end of uh, episode 163, that epic, epic episode. So it is uh, a long one, but uh, I think it was worth it. And again, I just want to just thank everyone who took the time to throw us a question or a suggestion. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, and they're, they're basically, like I said, there wouldn't be an episode without you. So yep. thank you so much. Uh, we will do this again. At yeah, some point. At some point. <laughs> I don't need to do it any time soon because I've already got two of our episodes already played out <laughs> into the other episodes. In the bag. So, in the bag. So uh, yeah, it's it's really been awesome, um, and hope you enjoyed it, especially people who sent in the questions and stuff. So that's it for me, and the crew. Crystal. I've gone blank. You've gone blank. I've gone blank. Blankly blank. Bye. <laughs> and Bo.
2: David boxes or briefs
0: um well i wear briefs uh but i do quite like the feel of of
2: boxers you i'm wearing wearing boxers today okay i usually wear boxer briefs the combo
0: boxer briefs
2: are they like the tight tight boxes google yeah google boxer briefs all right (laughs) we have
0: those okay like the the man pants (laughs) okay cool all right boxer briefs i'll check them out thank you both bye
1: You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.